Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On Air with Noah. Today, um, the topic of this episode will mostly be about McGill University life and residence life. So here we go. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to say that I created a Instagram account for the podcast, which is on air with Noah. Also, an email address on air with Noah at gmail.com. So please send your questions and topics ideas either um, through Instagram or by email. If you have also any things you want to talk about or you need someone to talk to, please feel free to reach out to me through the two um, means of communication, if I can say. Here we go, now we're gonna dive right in. Let's get started. So first off, I'm gonna start talking a little bit about university and McGill in my experience, answer a few questions that I received, and then we're gonna move to another topic that is residence life and residences on campus. So um, I asked you guys a little while ago my personal Instagram account if you had any questions relating to the application process, registration process, or if you had any questions about McGill, life in Canada, or life in Montreal. So here I'll be taking uh, some questions and answer them before um, talking about residence. So here we go. So the first question that I received was coming from a student that was applying at McGill and she was wondering if it was normal that she could not choose her major or minor during the application process. So this is totally normal. During the application process, you will only put the faculty uh, in which your major will be in. So if you're taking political science like I did, it's in the arts, so you will choose faculty of arts. Um, the, that's why it's basically very important to research where your major is in because some uh, majors are actually both in the Faculty of Science and in the Faculty of Arts. So you have to see the differences between the two and in which you would feel more comfortable. Uh, we also have a Faculty of Arts and Science. So it's definitely interesting to, you know, look at all the possibilities and see where your major is. And if it's in multiple faculties, then what the main differences are. It's also... Um, good to know that you can change your ma major, minor, and faculty um, during your time at McGill. If you make a mistake, it happens. It's very hard to know what you're going to do or what you're going to like before coming to university. So uh, for the major and minor uh, change, you can do it at any time on your own through the platform that we use, which is Minerva. You just have to make the change and you can change them as much as you want. But if you want to change faculties, then you have to talk to an advisor that will Uh, either allow the change or, you know, basically tell you if it's, it will be good or not for you and will let you uh, know what you got to do in order for the change to be successful. So it's definitely possible to make a mistake or to not be fully sure that you're in the right space or place. Um, it's totally normal to make some mistakes. I had to change a minor too because I realized that the one of the minors that I chose was actually not right for me and um, it was too hard for me to continue and too painful. So it's definitely okay to make mistakes. It's, as I said, very hard to know what you want or what you will like in university. So try to reach out to students on different uh, social media. I think Facebook will be the you know, the easiest way uh, to find students that can provide their opinion on certain classes or certain majors, minors, or departments. So yeah, definitely reach out to people and have, a, you know, ask them a few questions. And that's a good 
good way to start. The next question that I received was a little bit more personal. It was asking why I decided to move to Canada in the first place and what was the place I first visited. So um, I decided to move to Canada because I was strongly uh, interested in um, studying abroad and um, not doing at least my bachelor in France. So I decided to move to Canada because in 2018, as I mentioned in the first episode, I traveled to Quebec in a summer camp and completely fell in love with Montreal. I loved it. That's the first place I've ever been to in Canada. It was Montreal. Um, and I visited a few places, including uh, Quebec City and Kiamika in Quebec, and truly loved it. Loved the people, loved the culture, loved the, um, the fact that uh, Montreal is a bilingual city. I appreciated every aspect of it and loved the fact that Montreal is full of parks. Um, I'm recording this podcast in a park. So yeah, this was why made me apply to Miguel in the first place and what made me want to live in Canada. Um, also, I have the fact that my grandpa's biggest dream was to visit Canada. So that kind of motivated me into really pursuing that goal of actually moving here and study here. So this is both because I fell in love with uh, the country and the culture and Quebec as a province, but also because of my grandpa and wanting to make his dream come true. Speaking of Montreal, I've had a question asking um, if it was necessary or required by McGill to learn French or speak French um, when you are applying or if we had to take any form of French classes during the semester? And my answer to that is no, you don't need to speak French. When applying to go to McGill, you don't have to speak French at all. Uh, while in Montreal, you don't even have to take classes if you don't want to. No one's forcing you on that aspect. Um, I do think it's, it's, it could be interesting to learn French while here because it will be useful, especially if you want to work but it's not required while you are a student. It will be required if you want to become a permanent resident or will ask for permanent residency. But besides that, you're all good if you only speak um, a few words of French or if you don't speak French at all. It's all good. What can be interesting to know too is that um, McGill University classifies undergraduate students going from U0 to U4, even though U4 is mostly used between students and will not be officially recognized by Minerva. So the platform that we use to register to classes, uh, pay our tuition fees, pay rent if you're in residences. Um, it's a very big platform that we use. So U0 is basically a freshman year um, where you have to, you know, um, take certain a certain number of classes before going to U1. U1 is first year, U2, second year, U3, third year, and you get the picture. Um, I didn't do U0, so that's why I cannot provide much more information about what you should do during your U0, because um, I skipped it because of my French um, baccalaureate that I did, uh, in that I had in 2019. So if you have any questions relating to U0, I cannot answer them, I'm sorry. I can try to find friends, because I had friends in U0 that would be able to answer questions for you, but I will not be able to directly answer your questions. I also noticed uh, when I looked on Reddit for some questions or even asked people around me um, that some students did not know what to expect during their first semester at university. They did not know what which classes to take or um, how they should organize their schedule. And what I would say is basically when you are an international student, you need to take a maximum of 12 credits to be considered full-time. 
Um, so I definitely recommend to not take more than 12 credits at first. If you are unsure about your choices or, um, you know, might need a little more time, I, that's what I did um, in, in fall 2019. I only took four classes, so 12 credits. And it definitely helped me to get into um, the rhythm of university and especially living abroad, adapting to a lot of things. So I do recommend that technique and also to at least not work during your first semester. Um, just enjoy fully, especially that winter will arrive sooner than expected here in Montreal. So just, you know, take the time to enjoy the city, to discover a little bit, to party um, and just meet with people. That is a... An advice that I took from a friend last year, she told me she was older than I was. And she told me, just enjoy your first semester and then you'll reconsider if you want to work right at the beginning of your second semester, if you want to wait a little bit more. So I definitely do recommend that. Take your time and if you need a job, of course, do find it. If you need more classes, take more classes, but really take your time and let yourself adapt fully. So these were the few questions that I encountered while being on Reddit or on social media. Um, and I've seen a lot asking about which residences were the best or, you know, were to avoid. And this is really a personal question and it will really depend on students, you know, point of view. Um, so I will be biased uh, while answering this question. I will say that the residence that I had been and. I still am in is the best ever because it is but um, I will talk about residence on a more personal aspect right now because I am as I mentioned still going to be in residence this year and I will provide a little bit of my point of view why I'm I chose to stay in residence an extra year and why I like this area so much so here are more details so before arriving to McGill, when I had to choose for a residence, I chose for Southern Hall and had the chance to be selected in that residence. So that's where I spent my first year and completely fell in love with it. I know that it's not the most appreciated residence and some people have very mixed feelings towards it, mostly because it's the only residence that is not on campus. But to me, that was the biggest uh, aspect of why I loved Southern Hall that much. Basically, Solon Hall is not located on campus. It's located in the Saint-Henri area, so a previously industrial uh, neighborhood of Montreal. And um, Solon Hall is uh, placed and located in a previous chocolate factory. So it makes the location even more precious to me. Uh, it's a very beautiful building made of red bricks, and I love it very, very much. It's really beautiful. I truly advise you to... Um, Check the pictures of the residences that you may apply to online before actually choosing the residence because I've heard some people being disappointed in how the residence looked like when they arrived on campus. So just to prevent that from happening to you guys, just check the pictures and try to maybe go on Reddit and ask, you know, I'm considering going to that residence. What do you guys think? I'm considering going to that one. Uh, which one is better? That could be a good way to hear other people's you know, other people points of views on the question and might help you a lot choosing where do you actually want to go. Southern Hall is mostly a quiet residence, which is why I liked it so much. Even though lots of things were happening, the building is so big that, um, you know, you don't really hear everything that's going on. And the fact that it's off campus made me really feel like I was actually going home after classes. Um, you have to take the metro if you want to go to uh, McGill, which is not long. It's about 
15 minutes. Uh, so it's not too bad. And it actually really made me feel like I was ending my school day and was going home and had a proper space to study and a proper space to, you know, live my normal life and do some activities. Soling Hall also has a gym in the basement. Uh, the gym will sadly be closed in fall 2020. So if you're uh, going coming to Soling Hall um, in fall 2020, I'm sorry, but you will not be able to go to the gym for the moment as we have been instructed that the gym will be closed. Um, but I still feel like it's a lovely place to be in. We have this very cute backyard. Um, it's lovely. And the basement is a beautiful place if you want to gather with friends. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that either in fall 2020, but the basement is definitely a place to check out. A question that I'm asked a lot, are there any grocery stores, pharmacies, or other stores and shops nearby? Residents and Solon Hall and answer is yes. We have two grocery stores that are at the same distance from Solon Hall, which are IGA and Super C. Super C is slightly cheaper than IGA and is my favorite grocery store, basically. So that's where I usually go. And we have two pharmacies nearby. You have Pharmaprix, which is close to Super C, just right in front of it. And then we have Jean Coutu, which is on you know, closer to the IGA. Um, both are located on Notre Dame West, so the cl the big street very close to Solon. So everything is, you know, reachable in five to ten minutes by walk. Stores on Notre Dame West are also fantastic. I've checked a few locations. We have a beautiful bakery nearby, um, some cute stores, some cute restaurants, and there's a McDonald's, which is a big asset to some students. Um, so, yeah, we do have um, shops, restaurants, bars, pubs nearby, which is very good to have. So in residence, we have lots of um, events that are happening, both organized by Floor Fellows, so people that we take care of you uh, and make sure that everything's okay in residence, and also by McGill in general. You have two big events that are mandatory and organized by McGill, which are events one relating to indigenous peoples and cultures and the other one relating um, sexual health, consent and genders and also sexualities. These two are important to attend. Um, it's part of residence life and culture. And it's, um, I think it's really important to just learn to know more about both of the topics. And then you have Floor Fellow events. The, they are events that they organize. Um, this year, they're going to be mainly online, if possible. Basically, they will try to connect the entire community in residence together and make you feel at home and try to make your time easier on uh, in residence uh, because they know that most students come from other countries. So they want you to feel included and loved which is a very good aspect of residence. You have a community that comes with it and you create beautiful friendships and I think it's totally a great experience to go through. So you might be wondering, she's a U2 student and she's still in residence. This is very unusual as it's mostly first year students that are in residence and the answer to that question, which is a good question, is yes, that is unusual and I am still in residence because I was applying to become a floor fellow for a McGill um, and that process started in January or February, and we were supposed to have answers back in March. So, and it's important to know that the apartment hunting season starts mostly in January for residences that end their lease in May 
or April. And for Hall, it starts mostly in March. So I was waiting for that to know if I was um, going to become a floor fellow or not. And then COVID started and the lockdown led to, um, you know, not being able to visit a lot of apartments or, um, you know, having to stay home. So I was not able to search for an apartment. So I had to, well, I had to ask to um, go back to residences. And also my parents felt like it would it was a better option for me to stay one more year because they felt like I was going to be safer. So I don't really mind. I love Southern Hall, as you can tell, and I'm thrilled to move back there. So that's definitely exciting. And I don't really mind. Another question uh, that came up a lot um, was about deliveries. How do we get things delivered? And um, especially food, how does that work? Um, and who do we have to talk to to uh, manage that? And it's basically very easy. In Southern Hall, you basically just have to provide the address of the main office, which is in the main building. Um, and that's it. They will take care of the package and put it in a common area where you will be able to gather your package and collect it. Uh, for food deliveries, it's the same, but you have to indicate that you will come pick up the food um, at the door or at the car. So, um, you you know, you, you will not be able to have the delivery person come inside of the building that is strictly prohibited. Uh, no one <laughs> can come uh, inside besides visitors, which is also different in fall 2020. Um, but they will not be able to come inside at all. When you receive a delivery, a package, or a letter, you will be notified on Facebook, um, and you will be able to collect said package or letter. When I ask my friends to share the pros and cons of living in residence, almost always the same thing and same answers came up, which is the pros. It's amazing to meet people and have the sense of community and be able to do you know, events all together. But the main con is that it's expensive. It's um, definitely an expense to live in residence. Of course, residence life changed a lot during lockdown. And, you know, since COVID started uh, in Montreal and Canada in general, we um, were not able and are still not able to get visitors inside of our apartments or inside the building at any time. Um, our gym is closed. We um, have to wear masks when we leave our apartments. We have to be careful, social distance fully. So these are aspects we have to take into account now and apply rules we have to follow, which are totally normal and are drastically different from our experiences in fall and up until COVID because we were able to have friends over in our apartments. We were able to organize parties, uh, which we cannot do anymore. We were organized to just, you know, do in-person gatherings with our fellows and the staff of our residences, and this is not permitted anymore. So this is a big change that I will try to document and try to see if um, things are being, you know, activities are being done, even if they're online, if, um, you know, residence life, you know, it's still maintained uh, and, and events are happening on a regular basis like they happened last year. So I'll try to document that part too. I feel like it's going to be different, but definitely worth to check that, to check out. So I'll definitely let you guys updated on that part and probably will ask you questions um, online on Instagram. I just want to let you guys know that this podcast might be updated in the future. And by updated, I mean that I will record another episode answering all your questions if I get more later on. These were the few questions that I received by the time I recorded the podcast. So as you heard, there were not a, f there were not a lot. I just had a few ones. Um, 
So I'm sorry about that. I was not able to gather enough. I checked Reddit for also uh, extra questions, which was not really successful because they were mostly what had been asked previously. So yes, I will make a, another episode if needed in a few days, weeks, or months um, to make sure that you guys get the answers that you are searching for. And yeah. Okay, guys, that's pretty much all I have for today. Um, so thank you guys for listening to the podcast. You have my Instagram uh, and email address that will be available in the description. Please contact me if you have questions, topics, or need someone to talk to. Um, and I'll see you guys the next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.